the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we recap the best of 2023, our favorite shows, YouTube videos, and everything else. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram, at Pangolin. 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Liza. Well, we're away, actually. We're in a beautiful, scenic California beach town, uh, having a little bit of a Christmas uh, R&R session. And what better way to enjoy our time off but listening to old episodes of The Underpowered Hour? Uh, It's a form of, uh, you know, it's like, I think that's punishment for shoplifting in some countries, but... uh, You know, it is what it is. We can't get enough of our own voices. So here we are again. Well, Happy New Year, Mr. Barris. And to you as well, Mrs. Barris, it's uh, been a hell of a year. We uh, we got up to a lot of shenanigans uh, this year uh, here at uh, the Old Underpowered Hour HQ. We had the distinct pleasure of visiting uh, a few really interesting spots uh, this year. We were invited to the Anarch uh, 75th Anniversary Diamond Jubilee festival on the east coast and we saw all of our favorite land rover community people there all of the folks from the center steer podcast are our brothers in in arms if you will uh as well as folks like bob Steele and bill cooper and uh you know all the all-stars uh there and what a fun what a fun time it was we really we really enjoyed that um and we're sorry you couldn't be there yeah i had i had real fomo on that one that's for sure i definitely regretted not being able to make it out to that one but prior to that one jenna and ike and linus along with nick dimbleby and michael bishop and some other good friends of the show all went to kuma in australia yeah. so that's right yeah, speaking is, of fomo uh, that was the one that i uh, uh really wished i had an opportunity to uh, uh, to get to, they spent some time with some real good friends, uh, Dabo and, uh, you know, some other friends of ours down there, like you said, uh, Dimpleby and, and uh, Mike Bishop, Mr. Landrover himself were over from the UK. Uh, what a great, what a great gathering. And man, just a ton of shitty old Landrovers. Uh, they're really, uh, really incredible uh, <laughs> stuff for the, for the 75th. But you didn't miss out on the G4 recreation that you and That's Abigail right. and Steve Cooper and some of the folks from the Land Rover Club here in Southern California went on uh, this year. So you guys, uh, that was that was pretty cool. And I think that's now published in Land Rover Monthly Magazine, right? It sure is. It came out in the December issue. Uh, Abigail's beautiful f- photographs are featured quite heavily in that article. And uh, we sort of talked about how we tried to recreate the footprints taken by the G4 Challenge 20 years earlier. And uh, let us all not forget the promise that I made to Nick Dimbleby, which is that for the 25th anniversary, anniversary, I would have a working G4 Freelander for him. So, uh, I, you know, it's a good thing I'm working on the Freelander at home. The um, yeah, the uh, the underpowered hour uh, team is uh, hard at work on uh, getting that Freelander to work. So uh, look for some uh, look for some. It's ex- probably going to take me. Content. 
it's probably going to take me the better part of the next five years to get that thing roadworthy and it's still going to break down. So I think that's a conservative estimate signing up for Yeah. Conservative estimate for sure. But, uh, you know, top minds, top minds are on it. Uh, Linus is uh, trying to uh, decipher uh, an automatic transmission uh, as we as we speak, how those operate and uh, and why. So, yeah, we should be we should be fine. While we're on the topic of fun and exciting adventures that the underpowered crew took. You and Ike recently did Defender Trophy. How was that? Yeah, we did. It was uh, super exciting. We got lost in the woods for about, uh, I don't know, I would say the first half of the day. Uh, But we did eventually find a car, and it was a Land Rover. And uh, we did some uh, awesome uh, defendering around in that, as well as some special tasks. Ike has a predisposition to be extraordinarily good at nerf dart gunning, which is something a skill I just didn't know he had. Which is great. It's too bad that neither of you can navigate worth a damn. The navigator in me was so disappointed in you. And apparently I also can't drive around in a circle, uh, which is which is an interesting development. Uh, Look for YouTube content on uh, not just Defender Trophy, which, you know, video uh, very soon to come out on the YouTube channel, uh, but also our visit to this year's Destination Defender again in uh, Texas. And that the entire crew for the first time in the entire year and the last time in the entire year, the entire crew was there. Jenna. Ike, myself, you, Abigail, we were all there together making uh, content and doing panels. And Ike did a workout challenge for some reason. And it was a ton of fun. Also, Nick Dimbleby and Mr. Land Rover himself, Michael Bishop, uh, were there as well. So that was a fantastic time. It was such a good time. Yeah, it was a really good time. So again, episodes on all of that on the old podcast as well. But uh, if you haven't headed over to the Underpowered Hour YouTube channel. You really should because we've got all kinds of fun video stuff there as well. Stuff that does not make it to the podcast. So very cool stuff. So what do you think? Should we get into our uh, top episodes from 2023? I mean, if you had to pick one, it's it's impossible. Uh, They're all very bad. Well, then let's let the numbers do the talking. Let's Let's let the numbers numbers do do the the talking. talking. I will tell you that the most popular episode we have ever done on the underpowered hour was not actually about a land rover it was drum roll please everything you need to know about the ineos grenadier with mercedes lilienthal of crankshaft culture that's right yeah that makes total sense that a show almost entirely about land rovers would uh, be the most popular show about the ineos grenadier so there you have it i mean we uh, we've invited the Grenadier folks to uh, join us at the uh, Southern California Rover Club. Why not? I mean, it, it's sort of, it's certainly a karmic sibling to the Defender. Absolutely. Uh, hey, you know. let's face it. If you have not already been convinced that the new Defender is the car for you, if you're still holding out saying that you don't think that that's a real Land Rover, and there, I hear that argument a lot, then the Ineos Grenadier is probably very, very appealing to you. If you like G-Wagons, the Grenadier is probably very appealing to you. This car will absolutely find a market, I think, when it becomes more widely released. I'm starting to see them popping Mm -hmm. up in Southern California. And it was really thrilling to talk to uh, Mercedes about this. Way back at the beginning of 2023, we talked to her very early on in the first quarter. And we talked mm-hmm. to her about this car that she had just been over to drive in Scotland before a whole lot of people had gotten their hands on one. 
So now that we're starting to see them hit the market, I think it's really great if we can play a clip of some of the things that Mercedes had to say all the way back when. Let's dial that up right now. As we all know, or most of us know, um, that uh, Land Rover decided to go in a completely different direction. And the original Land Rover Defender, the old yeah. boxy workhorse utilitarian yeah. that a lot of us know, basically kind of went by the wayside in the last month produced. So um, that left an opening uh, into the marketplace for an old workhorse, you know, just more mechanical type of right. a, a vehicle where you can yeah. make it more field fixable. You can right. um, have it on the farm, you can use it on the ranch and you can not have to worry about unibody construction if you're, mm -hmm. you know, off-roading it pretty hard or if you're mm -hmm. needing something that is a little bit more robust and a little bit more rugged. Mm -hmm. um, I think for that fact, you're going to have a lot of vehicle types of people that are going to say, hey, well, I want something that is field fixable. I want something right. that is something uh, that I can not have to worry about this technology bit breaking or going into limp mode or having right. all sorts of other issues or or you know it having a beefy ladder chassis or it right. having you know more suspension travel or more uh, you know opportunities whereas now you know it's more luxury and technology yeah which is where the new defender is which is yeah. where Ineos decided to not go so right i definitely right. think that there is a market i mean i think Ineos basically told us they said there's four different segments of people that they see wanting to buy at least the first mm -hmm. iteration of the Grand Endure. Right. So just first, four. Just four. There's just four, four people just four, right? buy it. They yeah. did their market analysis, right? Might be so a problem. We had a one extreme here. Yeah. We've got the off-roaders, right? The right. off-road enthusiasts that love like all of us, right? That yeah. want to accessorize. They want to upgrade. They want to, you know, put lift kits on it, you know, roof racks on it. They want to use it, abuse it, you know, do whatever we can and just basically test the vehicle to its mass, right? Yeah. Then we have the lifestylers. We've got mm -hmm. the lifestylers that are just the outdoor enthusiasts. They want to go down. They want to go camping. They want to go to the beach. They, you know, want to use their vehicle off pavement, but they're not the ones that really want to go up, use low range. They don't right. want to, you know, go fjording rivers and do some of those different things that, you know. You On know. the way to the Costco, you're not necessarily yeah, exactly hit that, yeah. that, that yeah. type of thing or, or yeah. whatnot. And right. then you basically uh, end up having these corporate entities those are the other ones so they're envisioning like a, a municipal or utility type role for these cars yes like fleet vehicles you brought up the fourth one actually was utilitarians oh interesting okay, okay. so um farmers ranchers people that basically needed as utility workhorse vehicle right so not more for recreation but more for utility and then your corporate entities for fleet vehicles is the fourth right. bucket your, your fourth which bucket. obviously land rover has more or less gone away i mean there is a utility land rover in the uk defender rather but you know not in the way that you're gonna hook a you know a boom lift up to it or you're gonna you know sort of do something like that right and right. And obviously, the uh, certainly the modern G wagon. No one has ever done that with it. Um, the no. Star Push version of the car, maybe, um, right. but certainly not since it was an army vehicle. Has anybody used a G wagon for like you know their utility uh, vehicle? So it's interesting that that they are recognizing that as a segment that is you know that's it's not just Ford Rangers or Ford F one fifties that people use as fleet vehicles, but that there is a a use for a, a, a utility SUV in that market. All right. Well, yeah, I can't wait uh, for my first trip in a Grenadier. I'm I'm really interested. I think they're really cool. And they've just announced that they'll be bringing the pickup truck version, the Quartermaster, here to the United States. I'm not sure about the 25 Yeah, do you think that that has the potential that. to do really well? I, I mean, I think if you look at the uh, success of the Jeep pickup, 
uh, and, uh, you know, vehicles kind of mm-hmm. hybrid, uh, sort of, you know, off-roady, pickup trucky kind of things. The Ford Raptor, obviously, things like that are very popular. I do think it, there's a market for it. I mean, I certainly would uh, consider it, although I think I'm more interested in the Ineos all-electric that's coming out in a couple of years uh, than I am necessarily uh, with the current stable of Grenadiers because I, I already have, you know, we have two-door, four-door defenders. We have every shape and size of defender. So I, I don't really need to scratch that itch uh, necessarily. But our good friend, Bill Rattan, who's a longtime club member here in Southern California, he is uh, the proud owner of a beautiful blue and white Grenadier. It's and gorgeous. I'm looking forward to spending some time with Bill and, and going through. Maybe we'll have him on the show, have him talk about, you know, what what's the first couple months of ownership been, uh, been like with that car? Because, yeah, people are interested for sure. Steal his keys, go for a ride, you know. Speaking of stealing keys and going for a ride, uh, the boys, as we said earlier, managed to make it somehow, inexplicably managed to get their stuff together enough to get over to Australia and not just go to Kuma. It's important to know that they don't do anything the easy way. Uh, So they actually landed several days before and drove a fleet of Series 1 Land Rovers overland to uh, the Kuma show because it's more difficult that way. And they brought uh, Mike Bishop, they brought Nick Dimbleby and another uh, a number of other uh, friends of ours, the boys from the CKD shop, uh, all did an overland trip, multi-day overland trip in Series 1 Land Rovers to the Kuma show. And uh, it was, as you can imagine, uh, quite an adventure. And we had two episodes that went through their adventures and misadventures um, heading to Kuma. So let's let's listen to a clip from the first of those two episodes, a Road to Kuma, getting to the world's largest Land Rover festival in series one. This was episode 115. We yeah. get to the hut and, yeah. and inscribed on the cabin, carved into it a long time ago, Button Man. No, it says Jesus. button man and, on the and uh, account like uh, like you know how you go uh one 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 and then across yes. for five yeah absolutely there was seven. one of those for a total of seven, seven. so he there's seven victims uh, oh, at that hut. Button, man. Okay, button man so so we get there we see all that stuff and uh we're on our way back and uh, everyone's back at camp and we think that they're mm-hmm. mostly mm-hmm. asleep at this point yeah and uh we're driving back and we get to this 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 log across the road and and there we were like that wasn't there when we came through you know and like did it oh jesus oh no what happened and so we're like oh man so it's just like it's like one single log so we pull it off of the road Uh, we get back in the car and we start driving and there's another log and this time it's like like there's sort of an a-frame assembled and a log Mm. and we're like ah (laughs) somebody put that there it didn't fall there you know and there was there was a succession of these and, and the tension started yeah. building in the car and everyone. The last one was a like on a, edge. a whole spider web of sticks all interlaced and covering the road. That, and somebody, the button man, obviously, put quite a lot of time into constructing <laughs> oh this. And to so block we, start, us. we start disassembling that and, uh, and uh, who but the button man. Also, Dorian ah, yeah. <laughs> he jumps out of the woods and uh, scares everybody in the car. And uh, it was great. It was great. Super fun. Also, Rob helped construct all that stuff. I think that's when fun. that's when Mike Bishop grabbed your arm and squealed. Right. I think that's what <laughs> that's that's Dorian's version of events. Yes. 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> Man, that is the long con for that. Uh, holy moly. Really built that up over several days. Of, he did. Uh, they yeah, did a great really job. Did. They yeah, did. He, he was planning they, it the entire time. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah he, he pur- purchased that hut and uh, put it out there and... Uh, yeah, he would do years that. in the making. He would years. do that. Then when the, when Dorian is committed to a practical joke, <laughs> no, there's no, there's no wow. bar too high. Wow, that is pretty amazing. So then from there, you were off into the 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 snowy mountain scheme. Uh, yes, if you, that's, if you will. That's Very... when we went, and we went to to the town of Threadbow on the way back down. Yes, and mm-hmm. uh, we rode the alpine. Slide. We rode the alpine sled. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was that's really right. fun. And, and the uh, snowy, the snowy hydro project—that's like a very famous Land Rover in Australia. Thousands sort of, of thing, Land Rovers, yeah? thousands yeah. of Land Biggest Rovers. Biggest non-military customer of Land Rovers for Series One cars, I believe. All right, well there you go. I'm glad they didn't bring Button Man with them uh, back here to the uh, United States, but uh, they're certainly <laughs> haunted. I know that Linus is haunted by the damage that was done to uh, to his bag on the trip there. Uh, you know, he's still, I think- That's right. This, the, it, spilled, so. the spilled beer and the squashed berries will still have, it's, it's, his heart is still bruised. It's true. It's a wound that may never heal. Um, as, you know, wax canvas is, uh, is one of uh, Linus's favorite uh, things in, in the whole world. It's so so uh, what a great time they had and, and some incredible people just- uh, uh, really, like I said, some Land Rover uh, legends, uh, you know, Jack uh, of Adabo Down Under uh, fame and his uh, amazing Trayback Land Rovers, uh, you know, the Seriously Series uh, folks breaking down what seemed like the entire way there and the entire way back and, of course, played their, their mm-hmm. film. Uh, there they might still Suma be broken well. down. I'm sure they are. That is their way. So, But speaking of incredible people, you and I had an opportunity to drop in on one of our favorite people and probably one one of the greatest people in the world, our good friend and camel trophy legend, Duncan Barber, on our trip across the United Kingdom. We started up in Scotland and ended up all the way down uh, in the south of London uh, to visit another camel trophy legend, uh, Bob Ives. But we did do uh, an episode with Duncan. We spent time at the Bat Cave and had a lovely dinner with him and uh, and his wife and uh, drove uh, you know, drove around uh, and uh, saw the sights of uh, of the beautiful Scottish coast, of which he is a long it's time, true. long time it's inhabited. True. Yeah. So I didn't know Duncan Barber all that well until this trip. I'd met him once kind of in passing, but I didn't know him very well. And by the end of one day with Duncan Barber, I feel like we are lifelong friends and just the nicest guy in the entire world. But you guys had the most interesting conversation. It was really hard for me to pick which other clips to include in this clip show from 2023. Honestly, we had so many incredible interviews this year and incredible conversations just from our Scotland, England trip. But this conversation with Duncan Barber, it started with a really awesome episode talking all about his experience with Camel Trophy. And I mean, Mm -hmm. the guy is a living legend. Then there's bonus content on our Patreon where he tells a story from Camel Trophy that is very not well known at all, which is really (laughs) awesome. And then you guys had, we we put out a part two about Mm -hmm. six weeks later, and you guys had the most amazing conversation about working together on Game of Thrones and the vampire bat that he created specifically for that type of of content capture, that type of camera car. It was an amazing conversation, whether you are a 
budding movie maker or whether you can just appreciate how some of your favorite battle sequences have been filmed. Duncan is such an incredible wealth of knowledge, and I cannot believe we had the privilege to sit with him and and get to know him as well as we did. Without question, from Camel Trophy to Braveheart and everything in between, Duncan really uh, has done it all. He is uh, he's an amazing individual. He's a great friend. And uh, yeah, it was so great to spend time with him. So let's uh, let's thread up that last clip and uh, give it a listen. Um, so over the years, I was with Camel, which is basically 89 to 94. I yep. did the, uh, the Russian event, which yep. was you know, incredible to be involved in something that no one had ever done before. It was the first international motorsport right. event in the Soviet Union. That's right, yeah. That event, we hit right to the cusp of that whole perestroika and glasnost thing that was going on. Yeah. So the shops were still empty of food. There was food queues, clothes queues. Um, it was amazing what you could buy for a packet of cigarettes out there right. or a pair of Levi jeans. Right. The organization of the event, because, you know, it was just Ian and myself yeah. and a German logistics company who were who were organizing all that yeah. element. You know, the meetings that we had out in Irkutsk, uh, Bratsk and Moscow were, you know, you could write a book about all of that and just in itself you know I'm the sure, negotiations yeah. Yeah, that yeah, were going right. on right you know we managed to charter two russian military antonov 124s yep never been done outside of russia that right. never happened right there'd never been international press gone in to cover an event in russia before there'd never been that amount of of british registered vehicles landing on russian soil, soil right yeah um, exactly yeah there'd never been a Russian aircraft, Russian military aircraft, land in the UK. And we actually, I think they, they arrived on, I think it was Armistice Day or it was some, you know, kind of war day. I yeah, can't yeah, remember right. what it yeah, was yeah. at Farnborough Airport. Oh, geez. And uh, the aircraft landed on the minute when they were supposed to. I remember standing there watching, you know, watching for them to arrive. And these two yeah. big lumbering aircraft yeah. suddenly appeared. They brought, you know, it was all senior pilots of the Russian military who mm -hmm. were piloting it. They brought their own brass band with them. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was just it was just incredible, really. Wow. You know? wow. Um, wow. And I remember during the negotiations, they wanted millions of dollars for right. for the chart of these aircraft. And yeah. I think we eventually knocked them down to 200,000 or something. <laughs> Chartered two aircraft right, right. for two separate trips there and, and several back. packages of cigarettes and pairs of Levi's. But, I, but yeah, well, but, yeah, yeah, I mean... A container full, yeah, right, a container yes. full of, of that sort of stuff. Right, of course. Yes. Which, uh, in fact, we took two containers out yeah. and they both sat on the, they were lifted up, taken in, dropped onto the rear ramp. Right. Rear ramp came up along yeah. with, you know, 25, 20, in fact, maybe nearly 30 vehicles wow. in the two aircraft. So, That's you know, that in itself was, was incredible. incredible. Yeah, incredible. Well, if you liked any of the clips that uh, you heard today and, and haven't listened to those shows, please head on back there and listen to them. The full catalog is available on all of your favorite podcast applications. It's also available on our website. You can head on over to underpoweredhour.com where you can find content. You can find a link to our store so you can buy yourself some tiny ikes or some rally car stickers uh there's new eclipse uh, rally car stickers about to hit the website so make sure you check in and uh and look for that uh that material dream machine rally car stuff uh and then just your general underpowered hour ephemera and uh, we're always working on new stuff so uh visit frequently as you may find that perfect gift for someone you'd like to alienate 
permanently. So Stephen, we've had such an awesome 2023. What are you looking forward to in 2024? Oh boy, have we got some exciting stuff coming up in 2024. Just in the first few weeks of 2024, we are going to have none other than Oberlin Training Canada's very own Chris Walker. Chris is, you know, not just an international man of mystery, but he is deeply integrated and an integral part of the Rebel Rally of Overland Expo, and of course, of of his own mysterious worldwide training business uh, when it comes to off-roading. So he really is an incredible guy. He's done some incredible things and is involved in some of the biggest events in this country and and other countries, both Canada and the United States, and, and just a good friend. And finally, we finally made it happen because we asked Jenna to schedule it. Uh, and then, of course, it happened inside of about a week. But it was uh, <laughs> great chatting with him. Looking very forward to having that out. Uh, our good friend, John McMasters, uh, the GWAC man from uh, Instagram, going to come on and talk about the first five prototype discoveries uh, created for the Camel Trophy when they introduced Discovery into Camel Trophy. He has one and is uh, a wealth of knowledge about those type of cars, those first five. Uh, then we're going to have uh, the yearly uh, look back at the Land Rover Marketplace with our good friends Ivan and Dan from Rover Talk. We're going to pick again our favorite Land Rover sold in 23. I still, I'm not sure. I, I have to really think about what my favorite You better do one your research be. about that one. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It is true. And of course, it wouldn't be the underpowered hour without a winter breakdown, which Ike and Linus are in the middle of right now as they uh, took a very unproven dormobile uh, out for a long distance journey through Death Valley. So they may be dead. We don't know. We're not 100 percent sure. I love yet, so. I love when those guys travel. I love their shenanigans. It makes awesome content. I always, always laugh at the way that they can uh, they can lead relatively unprepared and come back relatively unscathed, but with copious amounts of great stories to tell. So they are out in Death Valley as we speak, as you and I are sitting in a cushy little uh, beachside it's resort. Uh, they are out probably um, probably <laughs> freezing, probably hungry, and probably broken yep. down somewhere in Death Valley. And it's going to make great content to talk about. They may have been eaten by Boros by now. We don't know. Could it's uh, Anything is possible out there. Yeah. Speaking speaking of great stuff to watch. Being um, eaten we have by all- Boros? Yeah, Speaking that's right. Speaking being eaten by burrows. Okay. Yeah, we have some fantastic stuff coming up on YouTube. So if you'd like to see Linus being oh, yeah. eaten by a burrow, we've got not just the Defender Trophy 23 video. We have that coming up right away. Uh, we also have some content from Destination Defender, both panels as well as just some general uh, stuff. Our our friends from Full Sail uh, got stranded in the wilderness uh, because of a confusion over who had the key to the Defender, which is very fun. Uh, and of course, the long-awaited, highly anticipated Liza Freelander restoration video series. Oh, don't. Which is- don't build that up so much. It's, it's just uh, going to be. Yeah. I mean, it is really uh, spectacular. It is the, uh, you know, the sound of music of Freelander restoration videos uh, for sure. I mean, it's for a very small targeted audience, right? Like John Costick over at the yeah. center steer. He'll love That's it. Right. But everybody love else it. is going to be like, why are you putting this amount of energy 
into that car. I think Dixon will in, in, yep. enjoy it ironically. And uh, and then, of course, we finally have some content around the forward control. So uh, we picked that up a little bit earlier this year, and we're going to start that video series as we start into work on getting that vehicle back to its expedition uh, trim. It was uh, used as an expedition vehicle from uh, London to uh, Cape Town, South Africa, and we'll be putting it back into its uh, expedition livery. And then who knows, maybe a mobile podcast lounge, uh, you know, maybe a birria taco stand. I don't know, but it's going to be something great. Uh, We're we're really looking forward to getting started um, on that one. So, you know, if YouTube and podcasts aren't enough for you, well, you're in luck. You can be like our very good friend, Bob Steele, and you can support us on Patreon. We have special content there. Like Liza said, special stuff from Duncan Barber. We will have all kinds of special behind the scenes stuff from both Freelander restoration, the forward control restoration, as well as some clips from uh, up at the uh, Pangolin uh, 4x4 shop and what the boys are working on uh, up there, what apples the horse isn't, isn't being fed because they're they're being kept by the guys, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, they're on our Patreon as well as uh, some Ask Me Anythings with Ike and I, like it or not. You know, maybe the ask could just be like, "Can you guys stop doing this?" And the answer will be, "Yeah, maybe." Depends on. No, I mean, what's in it? No, you know, what, are we talking dollars here? Like, what's what's available? We need to have a special patron level that is like, you know, somewhere in the pay us a thousand dollars. Five hundred dollars, a hundred dollars. No, yeah. Humph, what's yeah, your price to stop making this show? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Some days, not very much. So you know, <laughs> so we're gonna just keep making this show, and uh, really, frankly, it gives us an excuse to drive fun Land Rovers and go meet mm-hmm. great, cool people in the community, and uh, we're having too much fun to stop. So that's true. That's true. Well, at that, it has been a great. 2023. I am looking very forward to 24. We're going to be in person at a few places, probably the first one being Overland Expo. So look out uh, for that. Uh, Thank you, Lies, for all of your help uh, this year. And uh, we look very forward to uh, a new year. And thank you, everyone listening, dear listeners, for tuning into this show. We're coming up on a hundred thousand streams of the Underpowered Hour, which is just an insane thing to think about. So uh, thank you all for that. And uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you more of whatever this is in the new year. So until then, uh, hopefully everyone has had a safe and exciting holiday season. Hopefully you got into your garage and worked on your Land Rover or uh, spent time in the wilderness, uh, digging it out of the sand or uh, running it through the mud as uh, that is where it and I imagine most of you are the most happy. So until next year, we are signing off and we'll see you on the trail. Happy New Year. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.